in the abstruse land of Aru, full of regal countrysides and rayless forests. Ha! Miss me! The once halcyon days now gone. Your hand is mine now. Get him out of here. The people resolve to lives separated from each other. We all know how dangerous the magic can be. It's best the child comes with us. No! A prophecy passed down, followed by believers. You're a prophecy hunter. It has to be part of something bigger. If I let myself think they died for nothing. We'll set forth the path for the one. I had a dream. I was the chosen one. I saw myself saving everyone. <laughs> of course you did. Leading the land of Aru back to its days of yore. Carcer in the series, premiering September 22nd, 2020. <laughs> My whole thing of producing is, I don't know, do you guys want to do this even? <laughs> <laughs> Nerd on. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Nerd On, the podcast you didn't need, but by golly gee, you deserve this spicy, long-winded, uh, semi-liquor-fueled episode um, where all levels of nerd are welcome. Yeah. <laughs> all, all levels of sobriety are also welcome. Exactly. Yes. Um, so um, we're going to jump right into introducing the host for the episode. My name is Tom. I'm Caitlin. I'm Corey. And I am Josh, and this episode is brought to you in part by the members of the NerdOn Nation that is powered by Patreon. Patreon. As a member of the NerdOn Nation, you do get all sorts of fun perks, like you get early access to these episodes. You get um, bonus episodes that nobody else hears but you. Um, you do get access to secret channels on our Discord that isn't as secret anymore we it is open to the public and it's growing all the time which is really fantastic but there are secret channels in there that there, you, there are secret channels. Channels. you do get that nerd on nudge and you get the nerd on nudge for that guess that grom update yep yeah, there's lots of really fun uh exclusives that you yeah. get um, you get to be so, in the show yeah, yeah exactly we shout out our nerd on nation members individually sometimes all so it's a good time if you get the grump right yeah it's a lot of fun <laughs> um but we've 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 shouted them out when they send in questions. Uh, yeah. But do check that out. Nerdon.tv. Shout out to the night. Shout out to the night. <laughs> uh, check that out. Nerdon.tv backslash Patreon and check out the 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 Discord server. The website. The Discord. Nerdon.tv backslash a Discord. Check that out. And also a huge shout out to our partners. Uh, Apogee Electronics, who have equipped us with these amazing microphones. The Hype Mic, can't speak uh, highly enough about them. Uh, they are also, uh, not only do they make great products, they're a great company. They're, uh, mm. The mentality that they have and the way that they run business has really been quite uh, a breath of fresh air, and we, we, we dig them a lot. And uh, a check lot. out Odyssey Headphones. Um, like we always say, if your ears were mouths, they'd taste like butter. They do, ta they, oh, wow. they do taste that good. They do sound that good. Um, 
as we've said before, even using them to play video games or edit with. They're quite wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, check them out. Apogee and Odyssey. And that, my friends, is the housekeeping. Yes, Sweet. that is. Boop, boop. And so I think we're past a minute. Are you ready, you motherfuckers? This is a Whoa. lit episode, and I hope you're excited. I don't know, man. I just, I, I, he just wanted there. to cuss past the minute part. I know. Yeah. Yeah. That's all we, he wanted always, to do. <laughs> we've always yes, tried to we're clear. excited. <laughs> Let's go it. talk to Bill and Shane. Well, yeah. no, I have this whole oh. thing. You just fucking just go right into it. Bulldozed. Uh, but I mean, that's pretty much I it. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, but yes, no, we are very excited. Um, you know, as Jeff Nimoy said in um, multiple times, you go where the work is. And here in L.A., um, it's very common that you run into somebody you eventually um, loved the work that they did in. And mm-hmm. um, today we are talking with two individuals um, who are working on an upcoming audio series that we are you know, very excited about and we're hoping you will too. And even some of us on the team today are working on um, in some form or fashion. Uh, we have first uh, Shane Salk, the creator of We're Alive, a story of survival and the radio drama adaptation of Christmas Story, um, along with Bill Holmes, a.k.a. William Holmes for the IMDb credits, um, who is the uh, co-creator, founder of the award-winning LA-based production and Post House Compost Productions, who has worked with mm-hmm. the talents and likeliness and also gotten us some of the, uh, uh, helped us get some of the guests on the show that we love yeah. and that you love too. He is, um, good he connections. is woven into good the people. nerd on world. Yeah. And it's probably the person people. that Kaylin cares about the most on this episode. So yeah. um, without further ado, everyone. <laughs> they are here to talk about their new audio series, Car Serum. Let's get into it. Let's talk to Bill and Shane. Yay! Well, thank you, Bill and Shane, for joining <laughs> us. Um, man, there's so much <laughs> banner behind in the digital green room. Uh, so we have uh, both of you, and it's a pretty you know special occasion we're bringing you guys in because you guys are launching uh, Carcerum the series soon, September 22nd, 2020. Woo! Um, Woo! Big, big deal, big stuff. But, um, you know, I think it's going to be more... Um, uh, conducive for our audience and as other people to get to know who you guys are beforehand. So we're gonna we're gonna pick your brains. We're gonna you know ask more about you. You know a couple of uh, you know some of us, but um, we wanted to talk about you guys. So how um, Shane? Who wants to go? I mean, Bill, Shane, no, both go, you Shane guys first. Shane, how do you want to do this, Tadam? Wait, <laughs> how you going with this? Yeah, I don't, I'm trying to figure out how. It looks. So it's it's funny because I, I want to just I give was Bill. Well, know, here's right? the thing. I mean, Shane thought of this whole damn thing. This is his idea. This is his baby. Go, you go with Shane first. And I'll just but yeah, you're the but, but you're the one that tells me what to do all the time, Bill. So that's why. <laughs> yeah, well, and, that's and Bill just likes to have that on record. So if yeah. it all goes to hell, it's my fault. Yeah, exactly. let's start it off. Let's start it off easy. How's how's the quarantine been treating you guys? Yes. How's being uh, locked well, indoors I going? Mean, we've we've got tequila and whiskey in hand, so we're we're doing fine. I mean, is it the Fortaleza? It is Fortaleza. Yes. We haven't seen anybody else besides besides the two of us in quite a while, for yeah. the most part. Anybody that's within the our serum family. Yeah. I live two blocks away, so I walk to work, which is nice. Yeah, it's, oh. it's uh, right. Uh, the quarantine has kind of affected our production in, in the respect that we started this thing with a full crew of, you know, script improvisers <laughs> and, and, and production assistants and production coordinators. And now it's basically, you know, two guys in a cave, you know, trying to get through this as best we can. So. <laughs> Uh, it's like accurate. Castaway with another person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He is Wilson, by the yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have, yeah. More than yeah. once have I come come in with blood on my face. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> so much blood. Uh, so much so blood. interestingly enough, uh, you know, we, you know, we're, some of us here are working on said project. 
and we thought it would be very more than half of us (laughs) (laughs) we thought it'd be very logical to bring you guys on so we can you know get that potter and family we're always very big on you know sharing uh is caring communities and stuff like that um but interesting like i didn't get introduced to both of you until until Corey. Uh, mm-hmm. Corey and uh, his lovely wife, um, you know, introduced me to both of you. And but Shane, I actually had known about some of your work a long time before this um, with We're Alive. Uh, and then, you know, now working on the new project, that's, you know, you know, only thing I could hear about Bill is saying is like, oh, you like that. Mm, you're going <laughs> to love this one. You know, well, I mean, I, I, I censored a little bit, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, here, here, Tom, I have something for you because I oh. knew we were doing this today. Yes. And I knew you were a big fan. I've actually brought you the next time I see you. This is the original uh, box set of We're Alive Season 1 that we put out before we had distribution. Whoa. We personally made these. It's pretty shittily put together. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, wait. Actually, there's uh, videos of my children in there, too. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. But it, it is 12 of the discs. It has the original... Creators, all of our original artwork, the original. Wow. This is the the Tom. first box set we ever had. Oh that's my awesome. god! Uh, so that's Fancy. here for you the next time I see you. That's all. I appreciate it. Yeah, um, and let's very see. sweet. It's number. Let's number. Log number four six one. Four six one. I don't oh, honestly yeah. know how many we made. Hey, but your, your name's on. My name? Yeah, look at that. Oh, shit. Uh, But, you know, see, yeah, I mean, like, it was very interesting when uh, I heard about, like, Dana saying, I have a friend named Shane Salk. I was like, and she's like, I think it's the guy that you've been listening to. I was like, nah, nah, I can't be. (laughs) And then going to the Renaissance Fair and then meeting you then. And then I, like, I got got first time, like, a little, like, starstruck. I was just like, oh, my God. I've been listening to your, like, your shit, like, all every day going to work. And then now I'm getting to meet you. And then you're just like, yeah. And I was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> moment's over. I really, wow. uh, you know, not to throw it. I really just wanted a, a, a turkey leg. That's Renaissance. I wanted to be drunk and legs. eating a turkey leg. I was going to say yeah. all the wenches. Mission you know, accomplished. Happened. I remember-ish that day. All, oh, all the wenches pouring us drinks and all that stuff was fun- oh, phenomenal. I, I still have my mug. I have it in my house. It's Aww. one of the only things on a shelf. I it, it has a tree of wisdom on it, and I brought it. I think I brought it to the, the one the next year, too. Yeah, you did. Uh, I missed the Renaissance Fair. I now. just need to get Same. a sword now. That's my goal. Yep. And then Bill, um, yes. you know, who uh, is, you know, famously worldwide known <laughs> for Stump the Band. Stump if you haven't band. watched I, it, I people mean, at home. True. It is true. It is true. If you haven't watched it at home, everyone, what are you doing with your life? I don't know. I, I wow. wholeheartedly agree. It's a, listen, stump the band. You can download it for free all over the world. Wow. There you <laughs> go. Baby. Worldwide distribution. We, now don't we, we don't let them people. trick you. There is there are foot fetish websites that post it. <laughs> yeah. There are there's a drinking game associated with it. Yeah. There well, were lawsuits well, about it. Let me let, Wow. Let me just let me just say stump the band is uh it's uh, I'll give you the pitch real quick so the kids Please. out there know. It's uh, four hot chicks in a punk rock band, and they get lost in the wilds of Wisconsin, as, as women are apt to do. And there's a, guy, there's a guy out there with a very serious foot fetish, and he likes to catch these girls and cut their feet off and collect them like baseball cards. And, of course, it's called Stump the Band. So that's, that's what yeah. it's all about. Now, it's a fun It's all coming together. It's For everybody run. that's uh, at least 10 years older than me and younger who don't get the reference, Stump the Band was a, a bit that Johnny Carson did. Right? Yeah, and before. Carson and before Johnny Carson. Uh, so it's a really 
it's a pun on the title, which makes it it's even a little funnier. meta. Yeah. Well, and and mm-hmm. I want to give credit where credit is due. Uh, Robbie Wrist, uh, a, Shout out. A, nin- a Ninja Turtle, and uh, Cousin Oliver, and all those people. Uh, Robbie Snuffy. Wrist uh, brought me that. Uh, yeah, Snuffy the uh, Dragon, uh, Dragon on uh, Doc McStuffins. Uh, Robbie Wrist brought me that project. Uh, so that that again, <laughs> I wouldn't write this shit. <laughs> I'm just I'm just telling you. I just I just put it together and we put it out there. And it's fun. It's fun. You know, we're we're cutting up naked chicks out in the you know, what, it's, what you, it's and then they're making after the having yeah. seen the uh, the film, I can say that it is uh, an experience worth having. <laughs> did you watch it by yourself, or did you watch no, it during a screening? I, I actually watched it uh, at at the studio with a group of people for Halloween. Oh, with, yeah. with I think Phil. I think Tom and I have to play the drinking game. I want Bill there for oh, director commentary. Uh, you, you, gotta, you gotta find it. I don't even know what the drinking game is. Let's let's do a let's do a a, a Twitch uh, live walk, thing. Walk I'll, I'll drink. Sure. I'll do the drinking game with you guys. Yeah, we we can. Okay. All right, we'll um, do it. I, I, I'll you tell you, it here it, first. It was very fun. You know, we we worked on that film for about two years. It took us. We we wow. had a very very tiny tiny budget, and everybody said, "Well, you know, you have to make the film." You know, at one location with that kind of a budget. And we were like, yeah, I don't think so. We're going to go to Chicago. We'll have 21 locations. And we'll go make a movie, you know. Oh, my Lord. And, and uh, it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, but we did do a screening when we first came back uh, to L.A. when we had it all done in, in uh, South Pasadena at the uh, Rialto Theater. That's in important. South Pass. It was. Because <laughs> it was this old theater. It was this old theater <laughs> yeah. with old seats. And, you, you, you know, everybody's in. <laughs> And it was a perfect theater for this type of film. And we rented the theater, and we just invited about 400 people wow. that came, and we sold popcorn. And everybody reacted exactly the way we wanted them to react. And it was it was a lot of fun. And they yeah. made more money selling popcorn than they did on the movie, <laughs> yes, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we got in a bit of a dispute with the distributors, and uh, let's just say I own the film. And mm. uh, they the the discs you can still get on Netflix, the, the DVD discs. And they, make great, and they make great coasters. <laughs> <laughs> so be careful what distributors uh, you talk to. Yeah. When I want to, uh, just for, for our viewers, our listeners, I want to take it back uh, just quite a little bit. Um, I'll start with Bill here. I want to know how you went from uh, living on a farm to becoming the VO doctor. Uh, I believe you did cat shows, if I'm not mistaken, uh, show cats and stuff Life like that. Could you just up. tell us how, how the e- evolution of that went? Uh, well, I, you know, I was a poor sod buster back in Gurney, Illinois, and uh, I grew up on a horse farm. Um, I started uh, my acting career in high school. In fact, I think you guys have talked to Neil Flynn, or you're going to talk to Neil Flynn. Mm-hmm. Has he been on your show? Not nope. yet. Not okay, yet. I, I think he's going to be on your show. So NDA. Uh, NDA. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we, uh, uh, I went to high school in this very small town, but oddly enough, this high school of about only 1200 students total in the whole high school uh there's a there's a huge handful of us <laughs> is it, is that a huge handful uh, <laughs> uh, like, it's a handful but they're bigger hands yeah. it's like I was gonna say proportionally giant. proportionally yeah. Yeah. to check students you know within that yeah. area we all went into the entertainment business in some fashion some are uh, like mike kaplan is a big time weatherman back in chicago on fox uh, we went Shout out. To, uh, Kevin Anderson. Uh, if you've ever seen uh, Sleeping with the Enemy, mm-hmm. uh, with Julia Roberts, he plays the young uh, good guy in that movie. 
and he's had a wonderful career on Broadway and everything and still has. And uh, so anyway, there was a, a, a bunch of people that came out of that area that went on to to start acting. And uh, I, I started my career in Chicago uh, at the Goodman School of Drama, which is a very prestigious uh, acting school in Chicago, which is now at DePaul University. I think it's DePaul University School of Acting. And I uh, I was on the one-year plan. They, they threw <laughs> my sorry ass out of that school and said, please don't ever do this. Um, and, uh, and, you tried uh, to sell too much popcorn. Well, That's the thing is, I was no. too stupid to, to know any better. And so I just moved to Chicago from the farm and and uh, I just started acting in theater and comedy and improv and everything that Chicago has to offer. It's a, for, all, for all you kids out there thinking of a career in acting, Chicago is a great town to be in. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, and so, uh, so I started doing commercials and voiceovers uh, like all young actors do. And uh, when I came to L.A., uh, I had a fine uh, uh, acting career out here. I did some television. I did mostly commercials. Uh, and voiceover. I started the voiceover out here. And from that, it just kind of gravitated into, uh, I started directing more voiceover at a, a place, uh, uh, one of the major casting places out here in LA. And, and from that, I started teaching. And from the teaching, I became the voiceover doctor. And, uh, and that's how we get to, to where we are. The rest now. is history. Yeah, the rest is history. But for the most part, I've been uh, producing and directing for the last Probably twenty years of, of my career, as well as as well as acting. I'm still. I was going to say acting. You, you have some roles on some of my favorite shows, like Rick and Morty, mm-hmm. and in some yes, of my favorite I was games. Yeah, very lucky to have gotten a, a and and again on. I was really lucky to get on the episodes I got on uh, because they seem to be really popular. They are popular yeah. episodes <laughs> of that show, and and I'm also on the the, the cards, the trading yeah. cards. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I signed. I got to sign cards. I think that's the coolest thing I've done in my career is I got to sign uh, cards. And uh, a lot of people don't know this. I also appeared on the Dr. Demento show. I wrote an original song with a guy named Steve Atinsky, and uh, we appeared on the uh, Dr. Demento. I didn't know that. That's a huge deal what? for me. I'm a huge yeah. fan of Dr. Demento. Yeah. Huge uh, fan. I'm going to have to look that up Thank later. You. Yeah. What was, was the song I- called? Uh, it's called Dr. Death and the Suicide Machine. It was a song <laughs> about uh, Jack Kevorkian at the time. Wow, we gosh. Were, we, we produced a show here in L.A. called, uh, uh, you know, my, my company's name is Compost Take Productions. And we, we produced a show called Mulch Ado About Nothing. Oh, and, brilliant. Uh, it was a comedy improv show with original music. And at the time, I was with one of the bigger uh, voiceover agents at the time. His name was Don Pitts. And Don, you know, had uh, represented, you know, Mel Blanc and people like that. And um, uh, and Don was friends with Dr. Demento. And uh, he he heard my song and, you know, and Don Pitts, Don Pitts, he talked like this. He was a little guy, little guy. And he said, oh, you know, Bill, that was, that's a very funny song. Very, I'm going to call the doctor. Would you like to be on the doctor show? And I'm like, in high school, Dr. Demento was everything to me. Yeah. We, my girlfriend and I listened to Dr. Demento all the time, you know. And uh, and I was like, yes, I'd love to be on the Doctor Show. And there was a there was a day in my career when Doctor Demento called my house. <laughs> he called <laughs> out, and I'm literally I'm on the phone and I'm looking at my wife and, and he's like, uh, Bill, uh, make sure to listen to the show tonight. We're gonna play your song. And I'm looking at my wife, Doctor Demento. 
show. She's the doctor, you know. And I was I was so excited to to be on that show. I don't I don't know if the song took off. I don't think it took off. And it's not one of the big Doctor Demento songs. But that's a cool. Hey, that's a but to be involved with something cool. that you cared about is yeah, very yeah, I mean, cool. In my own high school career, I had the discs of like the best of Doctor Dementos that I would listen to over and over again. So, well, back in the day, I did I did comedy uh, as a comedy team with a guy named Lou Schneider, and then with Neil Flynn and another guy named Chip Hammock over the years. And uh, back in the day, we used to uh, middle or open for a guy named Tim Cavanaugh. And mm-hmm. if you know Tim Cavanaugh's career, he he is on all those discs you have. Corey, he he had a lot of uh-huh. songs on Doctor Dementos. He was like a a singing guitar comic uh, back in gotcha. the days, and he's still. I think it's Picklehead News, Picklehead Productions, or something. Deep cuts. It's Tim Cavanaugh, but he did uh, <laughs> he did uh, ninety nine nine dead baboons, ba- dead baboons. That's Tim yeah. Uh, I used to okay. do comedy with Tim. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shane, before I pass the mic around to the rest of the crew here, I want to do the same thing with you. I want to go backwards from how you got to Carcerum, from you know where you started to playing Genie on Disney cruises and so on and so okay, forth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're doing the deep dive today, man. Yeah. No, it's funny. Every time somebody asks me things and I start telling the stories, I'm like, what? How did my life doesn't make any sense? <laughs> yeah. Pitch it as a movie, they'd be like, this is not believable. Um, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I grew up. I grew up in Seattle, Washington. I went to high school with nobody that's in the entertainment industry now. Nice. Um, so it really same, is not helpful. Um, but uh, I, uh, out of all the people, I, I mean, I went to I went to a private high school that had I graduated with like fifty two people. <laughs> Everyone should be watching our YouTube one. Hey, I watch the Colonel over here well, judging let's just, me. Let's just say over here, you know, he's you know a family of doctors. There of course, he went to a private doctors. school. A lot of yeah. doctors. Oh yeah, yeah, specifically, yeah. yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. here's the thing about doctors: is they seem very intelligent because you don't know what they're talking about. But the, the secret is they don't know what they're talking about. They're just wow. good at that thing. Well, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna throw it out because you guys haven't brought it up. You know, Shane's grandfather is yeah. Jonas Salk. I was trying to leave the door open. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. He won't talk about it, but I'm very impressed by that. His family. Yep. Uh, uh, he he uh, uh, the polio vaccine. He invented yeah. the polio oh, vaccine. For Shane, free ninety free. Uh, we'll talk about this after the show a little bit and, in depth. And Shane's doing. Radio. I did. I heard that uh, we might have a connection there. Yes. Story. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll talk about that um, later. But so yes, I, I had a lot of doctors in my family. My brother uh, is is a. Genius. He um, he created a way to do DNA sequencing that's like two billion times more efficient than what they were doing before. Um, he Jurassic he World. almost got uh, a perfect score in the SATs. I did not. Uh, <laughs> but comparatively to you know everybody I'm in the room with, I did really well in the SATs. That's true. <clears throat> well, you you took them. Yeah, yeah. I, I would so. say I didn't take them, so I have no idea. I, so, I, went, to, I went to acting school. You didn't I, need the fucking SAT. I went to acting school too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I went down to I went to Chapman college. University down in in college uh, uh, or in Orange County for Chapman theater. Um, and even in high school, I did um, acting. Uh, but I also did, my brother actually, funny enough, did technical theater a little bit because he didn't want to be on stage and he had requirements, so. You said oh. you did your brother. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I caught that. I was going to let it slide, but. I'm glad that Bill is the one that called attention to it. I I'm did like, my brother. Uh, <laughs> and edit in three, two, two. No. one. No. There we go. So anyway, I my brother did Julie. theater tech as well. <laughs> no. Leave it I'm in. I'm seeing a lot of no's. Yeah. <laughs> We're just telling uh, our editor not to take it out. Yeah. 
so I did theater tech there. So when I went to school, you weren't allowed to be in shows for the first semester. So my first week of orientation, I went to the theater and I said, hey, uh, I can do tech theater. And so I started doing tech theater as well. So throughout my college experience, I was acting. I was in a number of shows. I was in an improv group that did really, really well. Um, <clears throat> but I was also producing and I was also doing technical theater uh, and all that kind of stuff. So when I graduated, I very quickly got very tired of having to get other people to do things for me. If I wanted to make a film <laughs> or if I, uh, we did We're Alive, we started doing We're Alive uh, within a few months or within a year anyway of me graduating because we had access to a, a, a studio. And my background with all this audio stuff is I grew up listening to old-time audio shows, radio dramas, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, nice. The Shadow. Wow, um, The Shadow. The Shadow. And I mean, I could, I could talk to you about hours about shows you've never heard of because if, unless you're 80 years old, why would you? Yeah. Um, I, I, I knew. You're, 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 you're closer to 80 than I, me. I, I knew. <laughs> Which why we get along really well. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> so I started producing out of school as well as acting and, and going to auditions and all these things um, pretty quick. Um, we Were Alive uh, started doing really well. It was a lot of work, um, but it started taking off about three to six months after we launched it. And um, we ran into some problems, internal working problems between between creative stuff. Um, but we, it, it was a, an amazing show for its time. This Nobody is before done, Walking Dead. This is before Walking Dead. A lot of before people Josh's after, favorite thing. Well, it was funny because when Walking Dead came out, I started getting a lot of interview questions and stuff about you know. Did you just take Walking Dead? And I had to go, well, go back and look at what Walking Dead existed. I mean, the comic books were out, I believe, before us. Mm -hmm. um, but the, sh the TV show didn't. So I literally remember going to Barnes & Noble at the Grove here in L.A. And <laughs> reading the comic books so I didn't have to buy them. So I could talk about them and tell them how we were different <laughs> than The Walking Dead. Yeah. Story-wise. I mean, um, I think the thing you, you really struck gold with yeah. was the fact that it was like, it was like, you know, zombie apocalypse in long form. You know, before yeah. that, you had like George A. Romero. You had Dawn of the Dead. You had maybe some Resident Evil. That was like the closest right. thing. But this was like a first time, like, you know, a toned down to earth story of people trying to survive. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. And, and like with Carcerum, like with any good series, it really doesn't have to do with the zombies. It doesn't have to do with those elements of it, those gimmicks. It has to do with the relationships of the characters. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's what we focused on. We created a, we created rules for the world that we stuck by and we go, okay, what are the rules? We don't have to put them out to everybody, but we need to know what Work we're following. Within them. Mm -hmm. We need to know, I mean, because Lost had just ended as well. So, so yeah. many people were pissed with the ending of Lost. We were like, well, we need to know where this is going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you gotta be a plotter, not a pantser. <laughs> exactly. So we 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 outlined, you know, one season uh very well and then four seasons minorly. And then when we got to the second season, we, you know, we kept adding more and more details, but we knew where it was going. Right. Um, and because we focused on the characters is really why I think we did well. And we were very lucky because there was already a built-in audience for zombies. 
And because zombies at that time, right before Walking Dead, zombies had this big resurgence. Yeah. Um, which it hadn't sort of seen in oh, my... they're zombies. Right. Yeah. Well, it had like Dawn of the Dead, they uh, Snyder's... Exactly. Snyder's Dawn of the Dead really kind of reignited what Ex- zombies could be. And to my, in my opinion, they, they kind of hit their... The, the last resurgence was after um, Michael Jackson's music video, Thrill. Mm. Oh, yeah. So since then, there was kind of... Like, they existed, but... Then, then we got lucky because they hit really hard right when we were launching that stuff. That's great. Um, but yeah, there you go. Uh, no, yeah. yeah. Uh, any other question, Caitlin? Well, you, I mean, I was going to say because Corey mentioned the the genie. So right after we—that's what I we, wanted to hear about. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I was auditioning for uh, um, uh, parts and stuff in LA, and I had met Bill a little bit before this because again, we're alive was was going through some stuff, and. Um, I went to an audition that uh, my manager had set up for me for Disney Cruise Line for the Genie. It was a brand new boat. They'd never had Aladdin on a ship before or anything like that. And I remember walking into that audition going, I'm not a 35-year-old fat guy. I was like 26 <laughs> at the time. I was like, there's no way I'm getting this. So I go in. The The casting director liked me, had me sing and all this stuff. And then I left and I came back for a callback. And I was like, why? Why? Why would you do this? I'm not... I had seen it at Disneyland and all this stuff, and they had me in that callback room for like an hour and a half to two hours. They, at one point, they were like, do you need to get some water? And I was like, I really do. So I left. <laughs> the moderator was like, okay, next person. I was like, no, 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 no. I just, I need to go back. I just need some water because I'm dying because they've had me do <laughs> Friend Like Me 12 times. Wow. <laughs> and uh, anyone that knows me is I don't do anything calmly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... I did as Exhibit much a. of the, yeah. I did as much of the genie from the movie as I could, and it was a lot of energy. That's why I put um, whiskey into him. It calmed I, uh, it down. I have I have gotten a hold of some of the footage of it, and I have to say it's pretty great. It's it, you did really really well in that. I was very impressed. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. I'm very impressed. That is not an easy character to nail. No, and I, I got into a lot of fights with Disney about it actually because they wanted me to be like, just stand there, just stand there, and just like just say the lines. I was like. Have you seen the movie? I'm not going to yeah. do that. First day of rehearsal, they sat me down because there were two shows that I was a genie in. One was uh, Aladdin and one was something called Believe, which was sort of like a, uh, a, sort of like a, Chris, a Christmas carol sort of thing yeah. where a father has to believe in magic and I come and teach him. Um, and uh, the first day of rehearsal, the director goes, who's, uh, he, he had been doing Disney for a long time. He had directed shows. And he goes, just so you know, we don't expect you to be Robin Williams. Like there's only one Robin Williams. And I go, with all due respect, I'm going to do the best I can. <laughs> yeah. He's like, okay. admirable. Sir. Admirable. Well, it, it was you and Robin and uh, uh, Dan Castellaneta did a video. Uh, yeah. He, well, he did, the, video he did the portion. The second one, Return of Jafar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you're in good company. Yeah. Yeah. I, you are. I feel like I did right Homer well. Simpson. And now yeah. Will Smith. Yeah. And uh, we don't talk about him. <laughs> yeah. But, and then just to put a bow on this, how did you two get uh, married? Come to, get, to come together to be uh, married in partnership? Uh, wow. Yeah, it was Tinder. Tinder. That's I was great. swiping, swiping, swiping. Do you know which way to swipe? No, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do I, Bill. Neither do I. I was, I was pretty impressed that I said swipe. <laughs> I know. I was yeah. really impressed. Uh, yeah. It was great. You want to swipe the reference? Up. That's a super. <laughs> <laughs> so um well he came he came to me through bob bergen right? so bob bergen uh i got um through a connection uh one of the cast members uh 
had a connection with Bob Bergen and so said, hey, reach out to his, to him or his agent or something. And I did. And he we got him for We're Alive. He played Skittles on We're Alive. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was just so grateful. So I kept emailing him, going, thank you so much. And I said, can I uh, take you to drinks and stuff? And he's such a super nice guy. And so he invited me to something he used to do called Vox on the Rocks. Vox on the Rocks. Oh, yeah. He did with Bill. They had one of those uh, last year. I mean, it was Bob's thing, but I, I was always there because there, <laughs> there was a lot of drinking involved. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, and I, so Vox on Rocks was something that that Bob and I would would kind of be at all the time. And for me, it was a social thing, but it was all these voiceover people. And again, I, you know, people would come to me as the voiceover doctor and go, hey, are you the guy who makes demos? Are you the guy who has class? I'm like, yeah, I am. Hey, can we talk about that? And I would usually go, yeah, no, because we're socializing and we're having a, a martini and I'm not that interested in doing business right now. So talk to me later when I'm sober. And uh, and, and, and young, young Shane came up to me. Insider thing. Very, you got to catch the windows because it doesn't happen very often. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of a Dean sober. Martin thing. I really yeah. don't drink that much. No, it doesn't. But, uh, but he, Shane came up to me. I'll let you tell the story because you always say I tell the story wrong. So well, okay, story, it's just get him. So I went up to him and, and Bob introduced me and we started talking and he's like, yeah, just come, you know, talk to me. You know, let's set up a thing and, and come talk to me about a demo or something. And I said, okay. So I went, I met, I met up with him and we talked a little demo and I said, well, can I just pick your brain about some stuff? He goes, yeah, sure. Take me to, take me to lunch. I go, great. Take me to Coco's. No, we went to Thai. We went to Thai. We went to Thai. We went to Thai. I don't know the story. We went to Thai. I remember these things very well. It was very emotional in my life. (laughs) I journaled about it later. None of that's true. Unfortunately, I have no memory of any of that. So we're sitting there and we're just talking about stuff. And again, I was doing We're Alive and, and it was going through some stuff. And I had always wanted to do a, an audio drama version of A Christmas Carol. For a number of reasons, I just always loved the story. Um, yeah. It was something that doesn't go get old. Like, it's a classic. Uh, it, it's a yeah. classic. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, you know. Evergreen, you do, as they say. Yeah, exactly. So it's not going to get out of date. So even if it fails, it can come back. Um, so we're sitting there, and I'm talking. I said, have you ever thought about producing? And he goes, yeah, I'll produce whatever. I made this movie. Here, watch this movie. And I was like, <laughs> thank God I hadn't watched the movie before I, I agreed to any of this. Um, it's actually a very good movie. But, and he goes, uh, I said, um, well, what would, what, how much money would we need to make this Christmas Carol thing? And he goes, uh, $5,000. Yeah. Yeah. I go, okay. Uh, I'll see I what I can 10. do. 10? I think I said 10. Save 10. 10. I got to I, and again, we're eating, yeah, I'm eating lunch. He's like, yeah, I want to do this radio thing. You know, I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah, big medium. Okay, great. Yeah, sure. And then uh, he, he's like, well, I, I don't know, $10,000. Yeah. And I said, you go find $10,000. I'm your man. And I thought, I'm never going to see this guy again <laughs> because who's going to find ten grand to make radio, you know? Um. Well, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I, I, we had made my demo your business or card. something. <laughs> and I think I called him one day. I go, hey, I've raised five. I, I'm working on the rest. Can we get started? And he's like, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, sure. And <laughs> one of the stories cool. I've heard is he was in a meeting with somebody else at the time. And he hangs up the phone and just looks at him and goes, apparently I'm doing radio now. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> producing radio. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds well, now, about right. I didn't way, know who I was. Now, uh, the way I remember the story. Okay. <laughs> well, I like <laughs> this. Here's my we version get the, of it. 
Because uh, and, I, and I still think this is true. I still think it's true. I believe you. Uh, I do some classes at my studio here called Margaritas, Mojitos, and Microphones. Yep. Mm-hmm. And where we have guest directors come in. And and this particular night, I had uh, Maurice LaMarche. And, Shout uh, out. Uh, and, yeah. Okay. Do you have to say that every time? <laughs> yes, we do. It's yeah. a thing. It's oh, like swiping. Okay. You'll get it. And Okay. <laughs> Does this mean I'm dating Mo now? I yeah. think so. Uh, so Marisa Marsh and Rob Paulson had come in to run this workshop for me. At, at you know they were oh, very pinky in the brain. Yeah, oh, you, and, you dropped this name. Here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and um, and uh, so they were do- doing the thing, and Shane actually signed up and was taking the workshop. And I remember it as that's when he came to me and said, "Hey, I've raised about eight or nine thousand dollars. Can we start working on this show?" And I, I think I said, what show? <laughs> what are you talking about? He goes, that radio thing, the, you know, the, the, the uh, you know, Scrooge thing. And I go, oh, fuck, you really found money? Okay. And, and I remember looking at Mo saying, hey, Mo, would you like to be Scrooge in a radio drama? Uh, I'm going to produce it. It's SAG. It's, it's all legit. And he goes, yeah, can can Rob be in it too? Can we do it together? I'm like, sure. Bring another Emmy award winning actor along. Why, Why don't you? Please. And uh, Rob goes, uh, I said, Rob, who do you want to be? He goes, oh, can I be Marley? I go, you're Marley. Fine. And then I look at uh, the way I remember it. I look at Shane. I go, okay, I just cast it. Go find the rest of the money. <laughs> wow. And, and, uh, and the rest, as they say, is and, history. And frankly, either version is, Equally hilarious. I, I like, great. I, like, I, I like love my both stories. Better. We can find because a happy medium between yeah. the two. Yeah, yeah. yeah probably. It, it was uh, it was very nice. Those guys were incredibly generous uh, with their talents, and, and they're so funny. We have we have hours, we have a lot of footage of hours those guys. of behind the scenes because yeah. what we would do we, we do. had them we had them come in. Yeah, Tom has seen it. We had them come in together, and they were the only two that we had come in together. Yeah, because they wanted to work together. Yeah, so yeah. we had them come in together. Like their friends and, and, or something. Uh, Rob ended up being um, uh, Cratchit, Cratchit as well. as well because uh, we, we actually offered it to Bob Bergen and Bob Bergen had some other obligation, so he couldn't do Cratchit. Emmys and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So so I kind of said to Rob, I go, hey, Rob, get, you, you want to do Cratchit? I got my, my, whole, <laughs> my whole thing of producing is, I don't know, do you guys want to do this even? <laughs> I don't know, man. That's, Somehow that's talking people into it. Yeah. Passive, yeah. passive producer. Yeah, everybody thinks I'm this amazing producer. I'm just like, hey, uh, my friends, please do something. <laughs> and so uh, so he wound up doing that, too. But, and, I mean, we and really, we, oh. we, well, we had this young guy. Uh, he was an intern at the time at our studio. His name was Gio Ortega. And he's a big time oh, yeah. music producer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gio. Yeah, Gio. But I just remember looking at Gio saying, he, he goes, hey, man, how do you want me to, you know, slate all these? I said, look, man, you just start rolling. These guys, <laughs> these guys are going to say things that we want to keep. So just start rolling and we'll sort through it all later. Just don't stop rolling, you know. And it was it was really an amazing yeah, afternoon. It, it really it, was. It was a lot of fun. It was almost a master class in, in something. Yeah. It was I mean we we have footage something. Of, well we have footage of, of Mo Maurice doing uh Scrooge as William Shatner, Peter Falk, Orson Welles. You Orson know, he's Wells. he's going through he's going through his litany of, of yeah. voices, doing the lines, doing all, all the Scrooge lines. Brilliant. Yeah, and I was I was in heaven. I was in just I was in heaven. It really it was, was so the greatest fun. one of the greatest days. You, you have to understand, guys, I grew up, 
again, we mentioned this. I grew up in Gurney, Illinois, this little town, and I would watch cartoons on Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. And then, then I had children, and they would watch all their little cartoons when they were little kids and stuff. So when I moved to L.A. and I got into the voiceover business and I worked at a casting studio, I was I was a kid in a candy store because these guys would walk in. Huh. I, knew, I knew all of them. And I knew guys, you know, what I like is I like character actors. So I knew guys who had bit parts and bit roles on different shows and stuff. And they were always amazed when I would go, oh, wait a minute, man. You were the guy on Bewitched. When Tabitha turned her, her pl- toy flying saucer into a real flying saucer, you were a dog being who liked pancakes. That was a guy named Steve Frank. And he, I go, you and Hamilton Camp. And he goes, I remember Steve looking at me going, oh, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> and so when I met Maurice LaMarche and Rob Paulson and all those guys, they were coming in doing their thing. I would, I would immediately look at Mo and go, uh, okay, Mo, before the audition, do Orson. Okay, now now do Shatner. Now do Jack Palance. Now do you know? And he would just go. And again, these guys love doing it. Yeah, but I I didn't I didn't realize because um, Rob is one of the nicest guys as well. Absolutely. And the nicest I was guy talking to him. Guys. And do you remember this was it had it was years ago? There was a a car thing where it was. Hi, I'm. It was a cartoon, and it was hi. I'm Mr. Opportunity, and I'm knocking. Oh, yes, it was a Honda. Yes, he yeah. he wrote that and was that voice. And the minute yeah. he said that to me, I was like, Oh, oh my wow. god! <laughs> I know wow. everything about you. Well, I I I got another good one. I don't know how far back your listeners go, but this old guy comes into the booth one time, and I'm directing him on some commercial, and he's old and he's got a toupee. You know, he's probably about near eighty years old, I think. And his name is John Stevenson. And again, you hear the name John Stevenson, you don't think of anything. And as soon as this guy opens his I mouth. Think of a made-up name. Yeah. As, <laughs> as soon as he starts talking, I go, oh, my God, you're Mr. Slate from the Flintstones. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> and he goes, yes, yes, I am. I go, hey, man, oh, you got to fire me. Fire me, man. And he, he goes, what? I go, fire me. He goes, Holmes, you're fired. You know, I go, and I can die and go to heaven. <laughs> Mr. Slate fired me like Fred Flintstone. Well, and it was just so much fun and for me. He and knew, he knew Neil from years, Neil Flynn from Neil years Flynn ago. Neil Flynn and I knew each other back in high school. I we didn't. I didn't know, but I watched Scrubs. He was the janitor on Scrubs, and I yes. watched all of it. Yeah. So, and he came in. Um, <laughs> I, I think I've told you this. I don't know if you remember. So we 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 had met about Christmas Carol, and he's like, "I'll get." I call my Neil, my buddy Neil, and he'll do something. I'll ask him or blah blah blah. So later that week, I was still doing him. No, I wasn't doing improv. Well, Neil played the uh, Christmas present. He played Christmas present. Christmas present. In, uh, and I was going to some event at. Uh, Improv Olympics West, I.O. West, which right. doesn't exist anymore. But um, I was going to see a friend, and I knew that his old improv team, which was Beer Shark Mice, was supposed to be performing Beer or something Shark that night. That's what it's called, Beer Shark Mice. It was Neil and a bunch of other people you'd know. Pete Holney. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm I'm standing there. I'm like, oh, man, if I could if I could run into Neil, that would be great. I would be, like, the best producer ever because I'd be like, hey. So I, he, I don't see him. I don't see him at all. Blah blah blah. So I'm leaving, and I literally look over and I see him walking across the street, going to to, to IO. And I'm like, "What do I do? What do I do?" So I run. I go, "Mr. Flynn, Mr. Flynn." And he stops and he turns around and looks at me. And go, "Hi, I'm so so sorry to interrupt you. Just want to say hi. My name is Shane. 
maybe Neil, uh, maybe Bill Holmes has talked about me. Uh, we're doing an, uh, a Christmas Carol thing, and he just goes, no. It's <laughs> like, well, you have a good night. And just like walks away. <laughs> I mean, even if I had talked to him, he he probably, probably would have done the same thing. Yeah, yeah. But he's very much like <laughs> Yeah. So, but when he came in here to do that, and I, I mean, I've been lucky enough to to have lunch with him and stuff. For the for the first little while, I was definitely starstruck, um, and I freaked him out once or twice when. He, we were t- we were just sitting around talking or having lunch, and he'd be like, "And there was this episode of Scrubs where I said something like there was a song about a drill." I go, "Yeah, this is the song. This is the bit. This is what you did." And it was like eating, and he's like, "Drilling, no, for, for uh, exactly." I literally sang him the song. He's like, "Oh, uh, yeah, yeah." That's hmm. that he's got a very dry uh, sense of humor. I think Bill told the story once of him introduced there, and you introduced him at some <laughs> sort of forget what it was. It was uh, the do you know what, doctor show? Yeah, that's what it was. And you're like, I've known him for yeah. a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Well, my, my favorite Neil story, when it comes to fans, uh, he there was some woman who saw him, and she goes, I know you. I know you. You're on TV. And he said, he always likes to call his fans on it. He goes, yeah, what did I do? <laughs> and she goes, you're on that show, uh, Malcolm in the Middle. And he goes, he goes no, you're, you're half Close. right. She goes, she goes, Malcolm? Well, and I will say it's all about taking risks because uh when we were asking him to do Carcerum. Oh yeah. Um he he was nervous because the way that he's he's on the box for Christmas Carol and he was he's very uh yeah. he doesn't realize how good he is to me. And he and he doesn't like a lot of attention, yeah. it seems to me. So we're sitting there, and he's talking about how it made him a little uncomfortable and stuff like that. And again, we're trying to get him into Carcerum. And, <laughs> and I took this risk, which to me was the, one of the <laughs> scariest things ever. And he's talking, and I go, well, look, Neil. And I start talking about, like, the things that he does and how how good he is. But how, you know, how how he feels about himself is not really how other people feel about him. And he has to understand how other people really feel about him. And I go, and so, Neil, just, you got to realize, you're a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) And we're in the middle of this restaurant, and he just, and in my head, I'm, like, sweating. I'm going, he's either never going to do our stuff, or or he's going to like me now. And he just goes, wow. (laughs) Okay. And he was in. (laughs) I'm just sitting there. There, You know, there's this, like, half second of silence where everybody kind of hears what you said, and, uh-huh. and you're just, and you're like, just kind of free falling. You're living it's, in the echo of it's what the scariest what moment ever, but it all it worked out well. I made um, a huge mistake. He's, he's a very kind and he's gen- a very generous nice person, yeah. and, and uh, just having grown up with him and stuff, and worked with him on stage, he is genuinely one of the funniest people I've ever mm-hmm. met in my life. And, yeah. I, and I, I just love being around. Him. Since you're gushing about. Uh, People that you've worked with, people that you're a fan of, I I kind of have to to gush uh, about Bill for a second. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. How do you guys because, know each other? Because, uh, like, <laughs> whether or not you meant to, you have utterly changed my life in L.A. Da, da, da. Like, if <laughs> yeah, put in the cute sad music here. Um, <laughs> but like, the reason I'm part of Nerd On is actually because of you. Oh, yeah. Well, so the the like your you have been my like voiceover mentor. You're the reason I've gotten as far as I have. You're the reason that I've done a lot of the things I have. Not to say that I'm not putting in my own work everything else, but like I met Dana 
and then was part of PAs and then met Corey and Tom PAs. because of you. Well, and that, that, that's kind you, of you to you've say. always been so encouraging. No yeah. Um, huh? I was like, so no royalties. Don't pay, don't pay Bill any royalties, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, no royalties, but... Uh, yeah, maybe if you give me 10% of everything you make. I mean, yeah, we can talk about that another better. time. So just uh, if we get him a bottle of tequila. Possibly, yeah. yeah Weird, I'm just going to send you tequila and say that I paid weird. you. <laughs> yeah. uh, you guys still there? But no, it's, it's, it's like you get excited about other people and like you get excited about creating, but you're so supportive of of creative people and wanting to help them do the best that they can at, at storytelling and finding themselves and characters and, and themselves just in real life. So I have to just get excited about you, Bill, cause you're well, just a wonderful you. person. That, that, that's very kind. And, uh, we can, we can stop talking about that. I figured that's yeah. what you'd say. So <laughs> well, I, I can't I really mean, deflect with humor on that. I, can you? You know, you know, you know, Caitlin, is that your name? Caitlin? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. I've, uh, I've I've spent years uh, getting people to believe I'm just a a, a drunk. So. Yeah, that's the that's the secret. That's, that's, I know. I'm sorry. I pulled back the curtain a little yeah. bit, so I'll just we'll put it right back. You're yeah, like, I'll leave that persona up for the match that, game. That that is very very nice. I I really appreciate it, and we don't call it the match game ever. Oh yeah, <laughs> come on, man. We'll cut that out. We'll cut that out. It's yeah. uh, is yeah. your the answer you wrote on your, your card your the same card. answer? The answer, answer that you wrote on your card the same as the answer that I wrote on my card because that's an original show. Yeah. That was go on Facebook Compost Productions. Yeah, Compost mm-hmm. Productions, home of the voiceover. If you watch, if you Friday watch every night, Friday, 7:30 p.m. Uh, Pacific <clears throat> Standard. If, if you watch the the cold opens uh, with with your character from Fallout, you'll see what happens if you call it the, <laughs> yeah. the other one. Uh-oh. Yep, I'm looking um, forward to it. And speaking of, like, you guys have you know been on plenty of awesome projects as well, but um, turning it into like where we're going to start talking about Carcerum, you know, you guys have mentioned working with you know Bob Bergen, Maurice Lamaris, Rob Paulson. Um, mm-hmm. And Bill, you kind of like pulled the veil back a little bit of working in a casting studio. Um, you know, if you if everyone goes at home, plays the Nerd On game, goes to the Carcerum, the series dot com backslash cast uh, page, you can see the 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 huge ensemble of people. What has this process been like to bring everyone in? Um, because uh, also in terms of you know tooting a little bit of the Bill Holmes horn, um, because of you, we had one of our guests, Steve Rudnick, on. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, before he, this, he we had Bob Berger. He was my mentor back. Then. Yeah. So, what, what's that? What, what's it kind of like? You know, bringing all these wonderful talents that obviously you guys have been fans of, but now yeah, are working wonderful with wonderful talents. That you've well, got I mean, I've been. I've. I've what's it like? Caitlin is in the show. <laughs> um, That's all I've we just can been say. very lucky over the years uh, to have worked with, uh, I think, some of the finest people in show business. Really. Um, yeah, Steve Rodnick and I, we used to drive limos together uh, in <laughs> Chicago. That's how I met Steve. We were driving limos, and he was doing comedy. Uh, you know, they obviously, he was on your show. The Steve and Leo show was uh, huge back then, uh, and uh, he taught me everything I needed to know about the, the comedy business and uh, working clubs. I used to tour uh, the Midwest working clubs with a guy named Lou Schneider, And Lou is uh, now a producer on the Goldbergs, and he directs episodes. He was a producer on Everybody Loves Raymond and things like that. He's in our show, too, actually. And, yeah, he did a a little thing. He happened to be in the studio, so we threw him in the background. (laughs) Wow. A bunch of people yelling, you know, Lou's in there. 
And, uh, um, yeah. And that just, that just came of, uh, you know, Lou was in a comedy group with me at the time. And, uh, uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know, I took him out to this comedy club called who's on first that Stephen Leo used to run the, the new talent night, we would call it. And then that Chicago? and we would do improvs out in Chicago. And, uh, you know, I was saying to, to Steve, you know, I was thinking of doing, doing stand-up myself. And, and he saw me and Louie together. He goes, hey, why don't you be a comedy team like me and Leo? And we're like, yeah, okay, let's just do that. You know? <laughs> and, and so we did it for a couple of years uh, successfully. Um, and then, when and then come, a couple of years unsuccessfully. Yeah, right? Well, you know, then, then Lou, Lou dumped my ass and became a billionaire. Uh, and then, uh, you know, and then I hooked up with Chip Hammock and then Neil Flynn and all these guys um, in the comedy world. But I've just been really lucky to have known a lot of people. And um, the casting place that I worked at was the, the predominant casting place in Los Angeles. And it really was just a fun, fun time. Every day, a bunch of your friends came in for five minutes, <laughs> ten minutes at a time, and we fucked around all day, and we would go to lunch, uh, and and so so when it comes Sounds to like a lot, of what we do now, it is very <laughs> much. <what we> do. <laughs> but I mean, I, again, when it came to Maurice Lamarche and Rob Paulson and Jane Lynch and all these people that we've been fortunate enough to get on our show, um, it wasn't like we were all really good friends going out to lunch and and doing things. We were acquaintances. We were working acquaintances, and and they knew me, and I knew them. But I knew them well enough to say, "Hey, man, I'm doing this this project. Would you come in and do me a favor?" And the the voiceover community, especially in Los Angeles, is the most generous and fun bunch of people you will ever meet in your life. Um, I mean, we we were down at Comic Con, and we talked to Tom Kinney, and we've talked to many people of that caliber. And they're, they always just look at you and go, hey, man, if you're ever working on a project, you need help. Just, just let me oh. know. But just if I do it, just just know that I want to do it forever with you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know Those favors. So, <laughs> yeah. So they'll they'll do the favors well, and, and stuff. And, and I mean, we the, the way the, I mean, we kind of we kind of uh, snuck into Comic-Con last year nice. to to bump into Mo and Rob so we could say, hey, man, you want to come do another thing with <laughs> A little us? heist, a little yeah, inception yeah. heist. Well, you know, they had done Christmas Carol with us, you know, and and uh, we just thought, well, let's go to Comic-Con, see who we can run into and see who is willing to do this before we put money into it. And uh, I literally, what is it, disenchantment? Yeah. 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 I, I literally, Mo was doing the disenchantment. They were panel. You know, introducing the panel. They were with the trailer. They it, showed the trailer. No, it was the pilot. They, oh, were, the they pilot? were showing the pilot for the first time ever to you know whatever two thousand people in this room. You know, and and we couldn't get in. You know, we just we. Uh, I have a friend who got us into Comic Con, but we didn't have tickets or anything or, or whatnot. We were just kind of crashing everything, and uh, so I was standing by this exit door. And it, again, these guys are treated like Elvis, you know, I mean, yeah. Comic-Con. I mean, everybody's trying to get a piece of them. And uh, I'm just standing there and somebody came out and the, the, the guard was not looking. And I just slipped in. I just, <laughs> I just slipped, wow. in, slipped in. The, Mission Impossible. And, and yeah, it, it really was. Because I think, I think you <laughs> turned around and was like, where the hell did Bill go? <laughs> you know? And I call Shane. I, I get in there. I get on my phone. I go, I'm in, man. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> so and he's I, he's yeah. in the place. And yeah. I'm guarding basically the exit, yeah, the exit where I knew the actors were going to yeah. be coming out the- in case they, like, 
bolted before the the audience came out. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm trying, I'm trying to get Mo's attention because you know we know each other. And I'm thinking, oh, I'll, I'll just you know grab his. And he's again, he's like Elvis. They're they're rushing him out and rushing here. And we finally uh, being inside meant nothing really. And I come back out to Shane, and Shane's like, "Did you talk to him?" I like, no, I couldn't get anywhere near him. Yeah, I mean, they got the security like crazy. And then they come rushing out, you know, like politicians out of the state house. And and uh, I see Mo. I go, "Hey, Mo, Mo." And he's like, hey, Bill. I'm like, hey, you want to do our little show? Yeah, talk to me later. I'm a little busy. <laughs> but he said, yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. There was and a then, yes in and there. Then I was, uh, yeah, and I was I was uh, able to uh, to uh, get to him later. And he said, yeah, yeah, I'll do your little show. And then we ra- we happened to run into Rob Paulson. Rob was uh, at that some was a, a New York Comic Con. That was New no, York Comic Con. No, 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 no. Was Rob, it there too? Yeah, Rob. Oh, okay. Rob uh, Comic Cons get me off. Yeah. No, we that's were, what I meant. I'm sorry. L.A. Comic Con, not LA San Diego. Comic-Con. Yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. No, no, no. It was. No, I don't know. It yeah, doesn't matter. <laughs> it, it does, it's not pertinent. Uh, Comic Con. But anyway, we we he was at some signing autograph thing, and and we just uh, you know, we saw him, and some fan was gnawing at his ear, and he saw me, and he he wanted <laughs> he wanted to get away from that fan. And, uh, and he's like, hey, Billy, how you doing, man? Hey, we're doing a thing. He's like, yeah, I'd love to do it. Just give me a call anytime. You know? so, <laughs> just, just I like how don't, everyone's don't voices leave. get a don't, little higher every time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, and then, yeah. I mean, that at the Comic-Con, we, that's where we saw Tom Kinney as well. And then we yeah. went to his concerts. I mean, we know Richard Horvitz really well, but yeah. he was there. We had, it was one of the best weekends. Yeah, we, just, we, just, we were just it was drinking so and having a good much time fun. And, 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 and goofing with Running people, and all so. these people, but. You know, we we were working. So so to get back to your original, I mean, <laughs> I, I've I've been I've just been very fortunate to have have uh, had the opportunity to direct a lot of people, mainly for auditions when they were auditioning, and they've been kind enough that when I have a project, you know, uh, uh, they've done the projects with us, and they they thought that they were quality projects, so so they're always willing to come back. And, you know, and it's been really, really, we've been very fortunate to have that. And you know. and I'll say, I mean, I am, Bill has done more amazing things than he'll even tell I you about. really have See, um, yep, and I am fortunate, I'm fortunate enough to, to be able to keep up with him. Just be like, well, you know, I can't do what you do all the time, but the things that I bring hopefully don't diminish Bill. Well, but well, you know what? I, I'm going to turn it back on him because Shane is uh, just like a bad episode of the Tonight Show. It's like this man gives gives half of well, his income to charity every year, ladies and gentlemen. He's a beautiful person. Look, if I gave half my income to charity, I'd have to get charity to no, survive. No, the, the the my point is Shane, and I, I want I want everybody out there to know what an amazing uh, visionary. Shane Salk is, okay? Because I, I'm the first guy who said, <laughs> radio? Yeah. Yeah, let's go to radio because I think that was done in the 30s, okay? Um, uh, he he came, He's always come to me with these projects that I have poo-pooed and said, yeah, fine, go find the money. I'll do it. But, you know, why the fuck are we doing this even, you know? And um, it it this this experience with Carcerum, has has really turned me around. Yeah, because even Christmas Carol, I thought, yeah, you know, who gives a shit about this stuff anymore? And we made it as best we could, and I'm I'm very proud of it. I think it's a really good product. We won some awards with it and stuff. Um, because when when we take on a project, we try to do the best we possibly can. But um 
people have been uh, showering me with a lot of praise, and I'm very grateful for that. Thank you very much. It's it's very nice. But I like I, Shane more. Just to let you know. <laughs> wow. Everybody, yeah. everybody wow. Does. Everybody, everybody does. does. Just just so you know, Tom, I signed the checks too. So this is true. Well, okay. Everyone, <laughs> everyone. We listening. gave him a pen that doesn't work. Don't worry about it. Pulling pull the veil back, Corey and I, I have been working on all like these social media <laughs> things. Yeah. So. There's a healthy relationship between all of us. <laughs> yeah, There's a healthy good, relationship. good. Josh? But, but uh, let, let, me, let me finish by saying, Shane Salk, this, he conceived this idea of Carcerum, and we have another show that we're working on called Hawk. He conceived these ideas. He's uh, been a, uh, he's been passionate about this medium, which I, I, until now, I didn't really understand. I totally understand it now. I know the kids love this stuff. And that's why uh, they swipe uh, right all the time. Swipe right. <laughs> he well, he came to me. Here's here's the other part of the story that we haven't told really. He kept coming to me saying, "I, I want to do this thing. I want to do this thing. Can you get it made?" And and I said, "Yeah, dude, I can get it made. You go find the money. I can get it made. I know how to get it made. But until you come up with some ideas and and the story and stuff, yeah, I, I I've got other things I'm doing." But he did. He stayed with it. He was passionate about it. Um, the the seed of the idea, it came from his brain, not mine. I'm very good. What I'm very good at is here's here's the idea. Can we make this idea? Here's how much money we have. Can we make it with that much money? Turn to reality. Uh, yeah. And I'm very good at like, yeah, no, the no, execution we can fucking of it. do that. Yeah, let's fucking do this, you know. But but again, this all came from Shane Salk. Carcerum is Shane Salk. And, and I know in all the interviews and, and that we've been doing and stuff, people have been saying, well, Bill's, how's Bill to work with? And what's it like working with Bill and stuff? But you guys got to understand, I'm the man behind Shane Salt, okay? Shane is a guy who is <laughs> most of the time going, no, you stupid idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 and I go, I go Can't oh, confirm. Really? I've seen oh, multiple times. Oh, Oh, is that what you were having? Right. Right. Okay, well, yeah, let's go that way. Like my okay. point of starting the thing was going, Bill knows a lot of people and it's great, yeah. but we're both very aware that we're not giving people what they're worth. And I honestly think that one reason why we're getting such high talent, high, high uh, performances out of people, production, aside, Bill knows these people, but when they come in, we really go, look, we need you to have fun. If you're not having fun, you can leave. Like yeah. this isn't, it's, it's not that kind of thing. Yeah. There's no ego involved. It's, and that's how we get these performances. This project is so much fun when we have people come into the studio or nowadays do it remotely. That's why I think we can get these high quality and, people. And again, I'm going to throw out a name here, Jojo Henriksen. Uh, he's our, he's our head writer and one of the producers on the show as well. Um, Jojo uh, has, uh, there's films, uh, Ladrone, Kiroba a Ladrone, the Barrio Murders, things like that. Go look it up out there, kids. Um, but he is he is one of the best storytellers in the business. And he and I worked on Stump the Band together and, and several other films that, that he's conceived. And um, uh, so I, I don't want this to go without without him. He for sure he's the guy, he's the guy we 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 pulled in to keep the story on track. And he's one of the best writers I yeah. know. And also uh, Laura Davey and uh, 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 Aaron Castellan and Luke. Uh, Luke McKinley and George Ackles. And George all Ackles are, are, are all part of, of 
uh, George Ackles was instrumental in helping us create the world. I, mm. you know, when we when we said to George, hey, man, do you want to come in and write this with us? He goes, eh, not, not really write. I don't have time to write, but I really enjoy creating the world. World know? building. Yeah. yeah. And and I'll, I'll be honest with you, that, that's not my thing. That is not what I do. Um, so, so that's where I'm saying it's this world of carcerum came out of this guy's head and then he, he spewed things out of his, yeah. they were, it was just pouring out of his ears and his nostrils. And his but mouth. it takes a village essentially. It does yeah. take a village. We have this amazing was, people who are getting yeah. way less than they deserve. Josh, Josh? I, I just want to interject real quick because we keep yeah. talking around carcerum. Yeah. Can, yeah. can we actually... Like, what is it so our audience knows? Yeah. Like, what no, is carcerum? Because we're talking a lot around it. <laughs> so Carcerum. everyone at home, listen, you got all hyped up for it. Now here it is. Yeah, here, here it is. is. Get Can I leave and go to the bathroom? <laughs> He's I not quite sure what it is. That's why you can You talk about it. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> he, he actually has to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, carcerum is an audio series. Uh, we have, in the first season, we have 32 episodes. It is a fantasy series. Um, in in this world that we've created, um, magic is outlawed. It's banned. You know, years and years and years ago, it was embraced, and there were these people that you know kept the land safe, um, mm-hmm. and and everybody was happy. But we jump into this world now, and all of that we don't know if it e- that past world was even real. It's like mythological um, at this point. Yeah. Um, and there are these these. Uh, uh, people called vigils who are basically state-run um, vigilantes, enforcers. Okay. yeah, enforcers who come and if they anybody sees or senses or reports magic, they come and they steal kids away, kill people, all this stuff. There's really no overhead, uh, overwatch. So some are terrible, some are, you know, have have morals, um, and there's this prophecy that has been passed down through generations and we follow these people who are, you know, a horrible thing happens to them and they decide it's time to go out and see if they can get this prophecy, prophecy to be fulfilled. Yeah. Boom. Very cool. It's like a mix. Boom. Be- there's Mike humor drop. in it. Mic drop. It's sort of a mix between Lord of the Rings and Princess Bride. Yes. There's- Perfect. Yes. Nice. That's the Perfect. elevator pitch right there. And there you go. Elevator there it is. Pitch. I think it was briefly briefly mentioned that it comes out in September. September yes. 22nd, which is also both of our birthdays. Oh, yes. oh that's wow. cool. We, we, that's we romantic. A- it's my wife's birthday as well. Oh, wow. That's, right. that's triple wow. romantic oh, birthday AF. Inception. Well, she uh, didn't come to the party. I'm surprised she's not working on the show. <laughs> she is a voiceover actress. Oh, okay. Well, we'll get her, yeah. get her ass in here. Yeah, you're going to hear Bill say, hey, do you want to? I don't know. Hey. <laughs> and where, the bill where will approach. it be? So Where can uh, people it will watch be it? Or, I mean, any, listen any, to it. Listen to it. You can find it on any of the normal places you find podcasts, um, uh, Stitch, uh, iTunes, all of those places. Um, but you can also get updates on any of our social media platforms, which are all at Carcerum the Series. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Facebook, nope. Instagram, and Twitter, which is at Carcerum S. Uh. Because they don't allow you to have more letters than that, which is yeah, stupid. That makes sense. But they got That's they got like the videos, behind the scenes videos, interviews. Uh, uh, the trailer dropped, which is a lot. Trailer of fun. dropped and carcerumtheseries.com. You will also be able to find it there and all the other information. For, the, for uh, the, 
for our audience who are like, you know, really d- deep dive into lore and stuff like that, what is carcerum? What does the carcerum, the word, mean for in, in t- context of this world? <clears throat> in context of this world, you sort of find out uh, Unless we later later yeah. on. Don't want to give too much. Okay. Um, yeah. But but the the word carcerum in general in in old um, uh, Latin means prison. Is that different from New Latin? Yes. Okay. New Latin. Well, the old Latin uh, was the, the, the Old Testament. And yeah. The new Latin. Gotcha. <laughs> like the New Testament. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Got an update. Cool, cool, cool. Got a software same, update. Same way a lot of English words in here. The yeah. New Latin gotcha. is that ibse, pate, trate, pig Latin stuff. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you can't call it pig Latin because that's not politically correct anymore. Hmm. Uh, uh, swine so Latin? Called new Latin. Swine oh. Latin. <laughs> Why? Because pigs were... No, because uh, offended Jews don't eat pig. So, oh, uh, well, I wouldn't have gone there. We learn something, something new every day. Yeah. Improv. Wait a minute, <laughs> Jews don't eat pigs? Wait a second. Uh, okay. This would be the last question. Or, yes. Go ahead, Tom. I was going to say, oh, no, go ahead. I was going to wrap it have up. Have we started yet? Is oh, this interview starting? Uh, yeah, we're about to start. Just <laughs> one more question before we start the interview here. Uh-huh. Uh, what if if you were to uh, be speaking to a, a, a newfound audience, what will separate this series from, from anything else? Science. You know, I asked I asked this question to them during an interview, and then Shane literally had the same. Because uh. I, I only asked that I only asked that because I know we we say it's not an audio drama; it's an audio series for right. a reason. I just okay. wanted well, to know if you could it, go not, into that. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've been saying lately. My daughter came up with the phrase: it, "It's not your average audio drama." Yeah. Okay. In fact, we don't even call it an audio drama; we call it an audio series. Right. Um, because it's. Uh, what we're trying to do and what we're hoping to do is to immerse the listeners in the story itself. We're not, we're not really here to tell a story. We're here to let people kind of experience the story. Nice. Um, so if you were listening to Game of Thrones, you know, just the audio of Game of Thrones, you would, you would see it the way you want to see it. And that, that's really our goal yeah. is to, it, it, it's interesting because we've, uh, you know, we have a, a bunch of episodes made now, and uh, we've been playing it just periodically for different people in, involved with the show. Um, and, uh, well, I'll, I'll use my, my youngest son, uh, Ian Holmes. Uh, he, uh, he was listening to it in my office one day, and he, you know, he's not really into too much of this stuff. And he's listening to it, and, and in the middle of it, he just kind of goes, oh, hey, Dad, this is... It's like I'm reading a book. It's like oh, I'm, cool. see, I'm seeing all the pictures that I see in my head as if I were reading this in a book. And I go, yeah, that's kind of kind of what we're trying to, to go for here. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. And then something happened out in our yard and we had to stop and <laughs> end it in the middle of it and stuff. And we went back in the house and he, he brought it back up again. And he goes, so, Dad, you know, that thing that was uh, that thing I was listening to, that was pretty cool. Like I said, you know, I really enjoyed seeing those pictures in my head. And I go, well, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. He goes, yeah, so can I can I go listen to the rest of it? I was thinking, well, that, Second. that's a good sign. You know? yeah. Yeah. I'll add into so, that, too, because, you know, again, I came into the, the Shane Salk world because of We're Alive. And then uh, since then, you know, joining, you know, Nerd On, I've listened to Wolverine, The Long Night, which is a Marvel Stitcher uh, collaborated thing, which is like, you know, this form audio series and also uh, af- uh, life after. So the ideology of, you know, being able to hear radio 
you know, hearing, you know, performance, uh, creating an audio theater for the mind um, isn't a new new thing. And when people really start picking up on it, you realize how addicting it is and how you're like, I want to get into it. And the characters all fill in your own pockets of your own imagination. So it's a it's a wonderful uh, experience. And, you know, if you all our listeners uh, might at this point have heard the trailer at this point, because that trailer is live. You can get a good idea of what that is and how it's like it feels action. It feels like there's so much going on, but also just enough open space where you can fill in your own places into it. Well, and, it's and go ahead. I was going to say, and there's a, the, I, I'm sort of the lead component in not calling it an audio drama. Um, even two or three years ago, I was trying to come up with different phrasing of what this thing is because when you hear audio drama, a lot of people get this idea in their head that go, oh, I know what that is. And they think of either an old time radio show or some of the newer War of the stuff. Worlds. War of the Worlds. Um, or even some of the newer stuff you hear as a, as a podcast. They go, oh, yeah. it's an audio drama. And it's like, it's ideas of environments. It's ideas of footsteps and things like that. And that's not what we're doing. That's why I call it an audio series. And they can sometimes they go, okay, I get that. Or they go, I don't know what that means. And I go, well, until you listen yeah. to what we're doing, you, it's really hard to explain. You don't get the concept of the production value and the enormity of what we're doing. When you listen to a book on tape, you don't see the same pictures as if you're reading because you're hearing this one person's voice. They're they're giving their interpretation of what the, the words are. So we took that idea and go, well, we're going to give you as much of the emotion and the feeling and the actual environment as we can, but you're going to be the one that sees the actual monsters, see that sees, see. sees mm-hmm. the fights, sees the special effects. That's why people always go, yeah, the movie wasn't as good as the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, di- I didn't like the movie as much as I liked the book. You know, and, and a good example is we had uh, a name we haven't mentioned tonight is Townsend Coleman. Oh. Mm. Uh, is Oh, thanks. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to drop it. Uh, uh, but uh, he was uh, like the tick and uh, he a, Ninja oh, Turtle, yeah, yeah, yeah. a Ninja Turtle. He was Michelangelo on the Ninja Turtle. We have Turtle. a lot of people from Ninja Turtles. Yeah, a lot of, yeah. Lot of turtles. Uh, uh, a lot of turtles in the movie. Pat Fraley. <laughs> yeah, Pat Fraley. Who was, was Krang. On, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but Townsend um, and most of the actors, most of the actors have come to us and said, what kind of a voice do you hear for this, this person, this character? And we're always correcting them saying, no voice. We, we don't want a voice. Again, I, I, it was so hard for me to convince Townsend, you know, how you're talking to me right now, dude, that's the guy. I mean, I called you in because this is the guy. You're you're the age of the guy and you're this of the guy. And and uh, Neil Neil did that to us, too, to a point. He, he kept saying, don't you want Alec Rickman or Alan, Alan, Alan. Rickman? Alan Rickman to do uh, this? A, a I mean, type what? of voice. We are aware that he yeah. is no longer with us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and I was like, you know, no. And. So I've, I've been explaining to all these actors uh, that it's like, just think of it as if you're in a film mm-hmm. and you're you're in this. I don't want a character per se. I want you to be the best actor that I know you are. Because, again, as long as I've, I've known Neil for over 40 years now. Um, in fact, I knew Neil Flynn when he was shorter than me. Oh. <laughs> he's very tall. He's, he's very I'm 6'4", and he's taller yeah, than he's, I am. He's 6'6 six, six now. And, um, uh, but I've seen, you know, Neil started out in Chicago as a dramatic actor on stage and, um, uh, you know, he didn't do a lot of comedy back then. And, um, 
so I I saw him in roles and I'd been on stage with him in in performances that I I knew I knew what he could bring to it, you know. And and so when he kept saying, "Well, what kind of you know?" He he literally said to us, "I think you can find somebody better than me." <laughs> and we were like, "I don't think so," because I have you in my head as this right. guy. And and when he just started being who he was within this character, and he just started doing these real subtle things that I knew he was capable of doing, it 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 made it, it kind of gave us goosebumps, you it's, know, because we were like. We were like, oh, fuck, that's really good, man. <laughs> it's really interesting. <laughs> Those click moments where you're like, oh, man. Yeah, and, 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 and you know what? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out uh, Dana Powers, who you mm-hmm. all know. Okay, uh, Corey's uh, lovely wife. Mm-hmm. Um, My better half. Uh, <laughs> one, one of the reasons we went with Dana is because Dana has a lot of stage experience. She's a stage actress first, and she's done a lot of theater uh, yes, mostly she does voiceover now and and whatnot, but but she's in, in that regard. I feel and and again, people like Maurice LaMarche and Rob Paulson, all those guys, they all paid their dues doing film and doing yeah. stage. And you know, stand up mo- comedy. Mo- most started in stand up comedy as 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 an impressionist and comic. And I mean, yeah. I remember Mo as a comic back. You know, I'm, I'm right. that old, and so um, so young Dana Powers. Has has taken this uh, character of Aura. She plays this gal named Aura in our show, and um, she has given us some of the the greatest performances I've I've seen. And it just happens to be in front of a stick, uh, which I call the microphones. Uh, it it happens to be in front of a stick. But um, the the fun I've had with Dana is is because again, like like you, Caitlin, you know, Dana has has been kind of one of my students, and I've 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 helped her along in her career as well the fun for me in in the respect of directing her especially in this project is we both have a certain amount of trust with each other as mm-hmm. as, my, as much of an asshole as i can be to people <laughs> and trust me i am and i know my faults uh uh dana dana trust me when it comes to the business and when it comes to uh creating these these moments for these characters and it's and I I have total trust in her as a performer as I do with Neil and as I do with you know I mean yeah. when Pat when Pat Fraley came in when Maurice came in when Townsend Coleman came in and, and all these people and, and people like Dana they uh, they uh, Phil Phil uh, Phil Reich we should throw his name out too well hold on Bill we're gonna we're gonna go all day if we just name the entire oh cast. sorry okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, what so, I want people sorry. to do is not is, is is be able to experience it so we we yeah. you know we're gonna put up all the social medias. But also check out all the interviews where we do have a chance to talk to all of them and see you guys. Mark your together. calendars for September twenty yeah. second. Yeah, please. Um, thank you and for share it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> They're all g- great performances, is what I was. Uh, no. Yeah. Yes. Uh, thank you guys for taking the time to uh, yeah, talk a little so bit about much. the show. Absolutely, um, anytime. I'm excited about it. I don't know about Same. the rest of the people. I can't speak for them. Uh, Kaylin yes. has to be because she's in it. Of course. <laughs> no, course. I've been excited yeah. since uh, I read the whole script a long, long time ago. Well, she's she's early, early, early production. I, uh, Shane and Bill sent me because they were interested in potentially hiring me as an editor. They had me edit something. And just based on that, what I heard, that was for something different, I believe. That was Not, Hawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that Hawk. Hawk. Yeah. And you I, did nothing wrong, I swear to God. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's cool. Just, I mean, it's we personal. Ran, we we know, ran out of hot It's totally personal. Money. <laughs> we just ran out of hot money. No. It's um, all going into cursing. What I'm trying to say is that that was just a sample. It was 60 seconds. It was really cool. Just yeah. from oh, that. Yeah, and that's right. from another show. So I know that people are in for a treat. And I, mm-hmm. I've i been able to hang out with Shane. And hang, and I've met Bill a couple of times briefly in Amon's mm-hmm. uh, in mm-hmm. Burbank. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. I, we met his wife there. Yeah. 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 Um, Yes, it's, thank you. It's it's nothing but going to be incredible. So it's a ride. Thank you. Um, well, thank you. I mean, it's thank quality you. work. We're so. we're yeah. uh, we're scared to death, but we're very excited yeah. about it. Uh, yeah, I've right. literally moved across the country twice, started a company, uh, <laughs> gone into debt to do all of this. So. <laughs> Yeah. Here we are. I have very well, we little appreciate to lose you. At this point. We, have, we appreciate you taking what time you have away from the show to be here today. And uh, yeah, yeah, we should we're go looking back forward to it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank so you, much. guys. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you. That's it. Wasn't that fun? <laughs> <laughs> That's not Josh. Josh. That is Josh's way. He's been. No, he goes, time. thank you so much. For what? That's you gotta have the hand, well, the just, one hand. Wasn't that oh, yeah. amazing? But gum, I coming had out of an interview, great... I'll give him that. Where it's like a very awkward like transition. <laughs> yeah, it like, is. It wasn't that great. Well, because <laughs> it's also awkward us. in the edit because there's more people on the screen when there's guests. So Julie has to handle how do I transition to more people? <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yeah, but yeah. Thank so, you everybody, so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this interview. I certainly did. Uh, Bill and Shane are good people, and everything so that they good. produce um, is just quality because that's having to have brief conversations with them and about the stuff that they make. Um, they take great care, and they want to create good shit, and they do. Yeah. Bill um, has given— I believe in Bill and Shane. <laughs> Bill has given me Same. the one compliment of seeing one of my productions and then hearing it. And I think this is the one. No, actually, it wasn't. I was going to say it wasn't the one that Josh and I worked on together and Corey, but it was one that Corey and I did work on. It was Bags and Buses. And he said it mm. sounded really good. Then I was like, I didn't do shit. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously, Half a Glass sounded amazing because Josh was a fucking engineer mastermind oh. for audio. So oh, thank it was you like, for that, Tom. Tom, I didn't Tom know had, that. He was like, Tom has Wait. a really good sound for, you know, ear for sound. And I was like, I just try to make sure good people are on, on When it. Uh, Bill brought up Bags and Buses to me, the one thing he said about it was, I'm not wearing hockey pants. Oh my God. God. (laughs) Resurrecting a fan favorite. I couldn't help it. It was a good one. I hope everyone (laughs) enjoyed that. Josh, I broke Josh. (laughs) I only just realized that you haven't said that in a while. Since the quarantine started almost, yeah. Wow. Baby. Anyway. Awesome. He did like it though. That was okay. Um, but yeah, everybody at home, thank you so much for listening. And then, uh, like we have said many times in this episode, do check out Carcerum, um, September twenty second, twenty twenty. A lot of twos. Uh, That's right. Do check that out. Um, if you're new to Nerd On, welcome. Thanks for uh, listening or watching. If you are on YouTube, uh, there it check is. out our website nerdon.tv. It has all of the information of everything that we do because uh, we do a lot. Uh, we do have we this really podcast. Uh, we have a second show that we do um, every Tuesday that comes out, the Nerd On Update. We have the Capeless Crusaders that now does two episodes a month. Shout out two. to them. Um, and we stream on Twitch. And we have YouTube content. We have a lot of stuff that we do, so check that out, nerdon.tv. Um, stop by, rate, and review us. That kind of stuff 
it not only helps us, but it also helps us feel good. Uh, we like that. Uh, it makes us, it's a nice, positive, warm hug. But yeah, we appreciate the reviews. We share them with each other. We share them on social media. Uh, do all that kind of stuff. But um, share with your friends, your family, all that good stuff. Your enemies. Your enemies. Um, but this has been Nerd on the Podcast. We love you all. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay uh, you know the drill. As always, Nerd, nerd on. on. Ending broadcast.